You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape-up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. In this episode, One Arm Row Video, a new look at problem solving and the big three and how they influence your fat loss. This is podcast episode number 209, Learn How to Get Lean Abs Using Sprints for Fat Loss, Vitamin B to Further Your Fat Burning, and Patience. Do you have any, and how do you get some? Okay, so a quick update here. I know I kind of got off track this past week on the podcast. I have a new computer that I'm straightening out and getting used to and some new software that I'm using too. So things might sound a little bit different and might take me a little bit longer to get things out as far as the podcast goes, but I still have everything planned out on what we're going to go over and talk about uh, this summer. And hopefully, fingers crossed, everything sounds good and Everything continues the right way. So just remember, you can always contact me on Facebook at the Fit Girl USA um, Facebook page, or you can send me an email at kira at fitnessmakeover.com, and let me know what you think, if you notice any difference at all, or if it uh, sounds great, great or better or whatever, and also if there's any topics that you want to see covered in future podcast episodes. Now let's get right into our topics, and I know the first one you really want to hear about is going to be how to get your abdominals nice and lean for summertime. Now, you know we can't spot reduce. That means you can't force fat to come off of what area you want it to come off of, but if you've already been working out and eating healthy for a while, you probably just have a little bit of fat in certain places that you want to get rid of, and for a lot of people it is in the abdominal section. Now let me tell you that right now, you probably think you know how to get rid of abdominal fat or maybe tone up your abs, but I'm going to tell you that you're probably wrong and you're probably going to be surprised that some of the exercises that you need to do to lose body fat and reveal those abdominals are completely different than just straight abdominal exercises. And again, that goes back to the fact that you can't spot reduce. Certainly you can train muscles to get stronger and more tone, but if you still have body fat there, you're never going to see those muscles. So when you get into trying to drop body fat, you want to look at your exercises that are going to give you the most bang for your buck. So doing things like sit-ups and leg lifts and all sorts of abdominal exercises are actually a waste of time when it comes to burning fat. Sure, you want some muscle there, and you definitely need to train those areas But doing side bends until you're about to throw up is not going to give you a lean midsection. And, you know, in general, doing side bends are not going to do anything for you anyway. If you want to stretch your spine, that's great. But if you're thinking about getting lean abdominals from doing that, it's just not going to happen. Now, you definitely don't need to do as many abdominal exercises as you think, and you definitely don't need to do as much exercise, period, as you think. So there's still 
a lot of people in the gym spending 20, 30 minutes on abdominal training, and they never see their body change. You've probably seen these people that they do all of these different abdominal exercises, and you know you realize, hey, they haven't changed at all. Now, you might see other people that have changed, and that might be due to what they're eating, or it might be due to some other things that they're doing with their other workouts. But in reality, you don't need to spend 20, 30 minutes on ab training. Maybe 10 is probably about enough, because if you are using your abdominals and tightening your core in every weight training exercise you do, you will be working those abdominals, and you don't need to do much more than that. So if you really want to see your body change, and I think you do, that's why you work out, I'm going to give you some tips on how you can make the most of your time at the gym and help to kind of whittle away those body fat areas, especially the stubborn ones. And if you get stuck in a plateau or something, yeah, you're going to need to break through it, and this will be a great way to do that as well. Now, you want to focus on full body training. Yep, not just your abdominals, full body, and sprints. Now, you've heard me talk about it before, but have you tried it? Have you given any change to your workouts? Well, maybe now's the time. Give yourself a good three weeks to focus on a new type of program. Because remember, your multi-joint training, those exercises that use the whole body, like squats or deadlifts, Those are the ones that burn more calories and increase your metabolism longer. And that's the way to get hard and cut abdominals and other body parts too. So if you want to see your abs by the end of summer or by the middle of summer, depending on when your summer starts, because I know here in Florida, ours already has started, you need to start doing a total body training program right now combined with some sprints. And I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that. But first, just in case you're not convinced, let me give you some proof. There was actually a study from 2011, so pretty recent, that showed six weeks of abdominal training produced no loss of body fat. And that's despite your participants spending four hours a week doing crunches, the the leg bicycle movements, and sit-ups. Now, we already know that training with exercises like squats and deadlifts build the abdominals. You have to have a strong core in order to do those exercises properly. They had a group of athletes who trained with squats and deadlifts, and that group had much greater muscle development through the oblique and abdominals than the control group. So in addition to the multi-joint exercises, a few high-intensity sprints a couple times each week is going to get you your results even faster because, of course, you don't want to just do one thing. You want to get it as done as fast as possible, right? So what you're going to do for the next three, four weeks is give up your 15-minute sit-up routine and add 20 minutes of sprint training. And I'm going to tell you how you should do your intervals so that you have no questions whatsoever. Now, just to also let you know, some of my audio personal training has this built in. So you can get that um, sprints uh, also with weight training too. But keep in mind, um, you can get those as downloads at the pro shop. And that way I'm telling you exactly when to sprint, how fast to sprint, all that kind of stuff. But if you're doing it on your own, you're going to think of a 30, 20, 10. So what that means is that you're going to walk really, really fast or maybe even jog for 30 seconds, then run at a moderate intensity or increase your pace 
for about 20 seconds and then do a full-on sprint for 10 seconds. Now this can be applied with running, um, it can also be applied with anything else you do, the elliptical, the bicycle. Um, a lot of you ladies out there know that I'm not a big fan of running, especially for uh, weight maintenance. If you're going to be doing sprints, you might be able to get away with it. I'd r much rather see the fast walk, super fast walk, and then a full-on run sprint, especially since it's only for 10 seconds. So you're going to do that, and you're going to repeat it for a five-minute interval. So you'll be doing four sets with two minutes of rest in between. So that should give you about 20 minutes. Now if you're in really, really good shape already and you've been doing some sort of interval type training, you might want to try a one-to-one -one interval to rest program. In that one, you would do about four four-minute intervals of 30-second sprints and a 30-second recovery. Now the recovery shouldn't be super duper slow. It should be kind of your normal quick pace. So whether you're going to be jogging or just doing a very, very fast walk, make sure that your recovery speed is not ridiculously slow. It should be what you would normally train at and then your sprint is above and beyond what you would normally be able to do. See the point is a sprint should be something that you cannot maintain. It should be a short burst of just athleticism and just speed. And when you think about sprinters in the Olympics, think about how lean they are. Sure, you might think of marathon runners as being lean, but they're kind of stringy lean. They're not muscly lean. That's because your long-distance runners tend to lose muscle, which is why I don't usually recommend it for a lot of women because women need to keep as much muscle as possible in order to speed up the metabolism for that permanent weight control. Now I'm going to give you a couple other ways that you can do your intervals. And like I said, keep in mind, you can do this with walking, you can do it with the bike, with the elliptical, with the rowing machine if you wanted to. You can also do 15 second sprints. This way you would do 10 sprints of 15 seconds. And then you'd be increasing to 15 sprints of 30 seconds as you get stronger. Now your base recovery is going to be from your heart rate. So that's how you're going to know what your recovery period should be. So once your heart rate returns to about 120 beats per minute, then you can do the next sprint. So that might be a little more time in between your sprinting depending on the condition you're in. If you're in good condition, your heart rate is going to come back down very quickly. If you're not, then it's not. <laughs> and then you're going to want to stick with the 15 seconds of sprints and not 30. Now you can also do 10 30-second all-out sprints with 90 seconds of rest. So basically just use your timer. Go as fast as you can for 30 seconds, then rest for 90 seconds. Now I would still say keep yourself moving during those 90 seconds, but you know the protocol says that you don't really have to. Now the other thing, of course, since we all have choices, and all of this is going to be on the um, Fit Girl guide.blogspot.com because I know it can be kind of tricky to understand but when you see it in writing it's, it makes perfect sense. You can also do a combination of all of those. Now the key though is that with sprints and interval training like this you can't do it every day. You've got to give your body some rest. Now you may feel like you could but in reality your body has to recover and it's going to take a lot to recover from these sprints. So make it your goal to do the sprints about three times a week, maybe four times a week at the most. 
Okay, so you have to have that recovery time. Now, what are you going to do the other days? Well, you're doing your weight training, and you're going to focus on large body parts, movements that use a lot of the body, multi-joint movements. So rather than sitting down and doing a preacher curl, do something more like a standing barbell curl. And instead of doing an isolation exercise, try to do something that's going to hit more muscles at once. So for example, instead of a shoulder press machine, try doing a standing shoulder press because you're going to have to structure your body so that your abdominals stay tight and your lower back and everything is going to be working. You'll get a lot more work out of that and a lot more abdominal work at the same time because anytime you have to stabilize yourself, you're using that core, you're tightening the abdominals. And finally, of course, you want to make sure with each exercise you do, you exhale and you tighten the abdominals. So each exercise, look for the way that you do use your abdominals because you use them in every exercise. You may not realize it, but now that you start to focus on it, you will see where you can feel those abdominals working. So start getting that feeling. You're always pressing the belly button into the spine anyway, and that's a great way to activate those abdominals. So that's kind of like a three-step approach without even dieting or talking about nutrition. You've got your sprints, you've got your multi-joint exercises, and you've got your almost isometric exercise in the form of using your abdominals to stabilize yourself in every single exercise you do. Incorporate all of those things into your workout right now, and you're going to be seeing some shredded abdominals sooner than later, and it's definitely before the end of the summer. Now in nutrition, we're going to talk about B vitamins and how they help you to support not only your energy levels, but also the detoxification of your body, and that's going to make your fat burning that much more efficient, and who doesn't want that, right? So although there's a lot of different fat burning nutrients out there that I could tell you you should jump on because they help you burn fat, they're only going to help a little bit, and they're not going to be beneficial if you don't get enough of the B vitamins. I don't know if you remember, but we did talk about how cofactors with certain vitamins are very important. Some of them are going to make them more effective, and some of them are going to make them less effective. Now, as far as the B vitamins go, those are going to enhance and improve most of the areas of your fat burning and your energy levels and a lot of the different vitamins that you have because they are very uh, complex and they work very well with other vitamins. Now, the B vitamins are definitely a necessary item to detoxify those environmental toxins that are running through us and excess hormones such as estrogen, which can lead to uh, retention of water and a whole bunch of other things that we don't really want to have, especially if you're trying to burn fat. Now, people who eat a high-protein diet or take extra branched-chain amino acids actually increase their demand for the B vitamins, which takes away from the pool needed for the B vitamins to detox, and that may actually inhibit your weight loss. So basically, you're doing the things that you think you should be doing, eating your protein, having your uh, branched-chain amino acids, but you're actually increasing your demand for your B vitamins, which you may not be getting enough of in the first place. Now, the important thing to know here is that your B vitamin complex is definitely the thing that you want to go for because it's going to be a little bit of everything. But your vitamin B6 is necessary for proper protein metabolism. 
and for the use of muscle glycogen for energy, which is really critical for athletes. And a lot of times the way people train nowadays, they, they are almost like a professional athlete. And, of course, the detoxification of your hormones, such as the cortisol. And we know that is going to inhibit your fat loss, too. So definitely B6 is going to be high on that priority list. Now, there's a majority of the population that is genetically predisposed to be unable to process folic acid, which is B9. And sometimes, you know, that's just how we're made. So if you have that genetic variation, you would need a methylated form of folic, folic acid and to bypass that problem. Of course, you're going to have to check with your doctor before you start any new supplement program to begin with, and they can definitely check all of your levels so that you can find out if you are still getting enough or not and, and what the best balance is for you. Now, low B9 can lead to that poor detoxification and high levels of homocysteine, which will put you at greater risk for cardiovascular disease. So if you do have that, you're definitely going to want to talk to your doctor and see what you need to do. Now, B6, B12, and B9 also promote the removal of estrogen down a pathway that's less likely to cause cancer. Now, effective removal of estrogen is going to help with fat loss because those higher estrogen levels correlate to a higher percentage of body fat. So once you get your B vitamins in check and you know you're getting the right amounts of the right types of them and you've been taking them on a regular basis, research has shown that that fact is going to help other nutrients in your body fat loss because they'll all work more effectively when your B vitamins are there and working for you as well. So if you're going to start somewhere, start with a B-complex, that's going to be a vitamin that has a combination of the different B vitamins that you need. And if something doesn't seem right or you don't feel well or you really need to just know what your levels are, talk to your doctor and see if you can get those tested and rechecked later on to make sure that you're still on the right track. And for your best results, always look for a B-complex that includes methylated B9. And that way you'll be sure to have the best quality and get the best fat-burning results. In motivation, let's talk about patience. Some people have it and some people don't. Don't. Some people have more than enough and some people have none at all. But patience is something that you actually learn over time. And this applies to everything you do, not just um, dealing with other people, but also patience for your workouts to take effect, patience for your diet to take effect, and patience for testing different things protocols that work or don't work and finding out what really is going on with your body and finding out what it takes to change your body. Now, what I found is that a lot of times people are not patient with their results. They think that, you know, they diet for two days and they should be perfect. And they forget that it is a whole long process. And sometimes they don't give it their best shot. They take little cheats and of things here and there. Um, they skip corners as far as skipping workouts or not doing a really good workout. Um, and they wonder why they're not getting results. And then they ultimately blame it on the fact that, oh, it's just me. I'm, I'm meant to be fat. I'm never going to lose weight. I mean, I've heard all of these things over and over and over again. And the fact is they're not patient. 
They don't realize that it's probably going to take a good six months of consistency to get where they want to be. You know, I think we see too much of the quick response on commercials and everything, and we forget that, hey, for the most people, it takes a good long time. So don't expect to be super lean in a month unless you've already been working on it for a few months. Now, if you find that you're one of those people that don't have a lot of patience, and it could apply to anything in your life, but let's just talk about it in the fact of getting in shape, then don't worry. You can actually increase your patience and understanding with a little bit of effort. The first part of learning patience is to first be patient with yourself. Don't blame yourself for everything that goes wrong and show some tolerance for yourself. Give yourself a break without falling into that trap of self-contentment. Keep your focus on your current situation. Don't try to think about tomorrow and don't let yourself become overwhelmed with a whole slew of perspective problems because a lot of times they don't ever come to fruition. So focus on your immediate, let's say, problems or where areas where you're having your patients just really get tested because if you do, you'll worry a lot less and you won't get as upset and that will keep your stress low and that will help your body burn fat. So remember, having no patience is definitely going to hurt you more than help you. So sometimes you just need to take that deep breath and say, okay, let me figure this out. What are my expectations? What can I do to get those expectations in check with the reality? Because maybe your expectations are too high or too low. And, you know, sometimes we expect certain things that are just never going to happen. And then sometimes we don't realize that, hey, we've already exceeded our expectations. So maybe take a look and say, hey, you know what? I did get all of my workouts in and I'm going to be patient because what I do in the past is going to help me in the future. Because it's not just about one day. The workouts you do one week will kind of show on your body in the next two weeks. So that's where that patience comes into play. Just because you finish a week of great workouts doesn't mean your body's going to be great. You're going to see the results of those workouts a week or two later. So keep reminding yourself, and that will help with your patience. Like anything worthwhile in life, patience takes time to learn and it takes practice and you might find that you're more patient with some things than with others maybe you're more patient with children than you are with adults or maybe you're more patient with somebody else's weight loss than your own either way take a look at what you're doing and make sure you're on the right path if you're not get in touch with a trainer or someone that can help guide you so that you know how to get to where you need to be Because there's nothing more frustrating than not having a roadmap for success and just going haphazard and giving up. And that's, I think, where a lot of people say they don't have patience for, you know, losing weight or a certain program or whatever. It's really just because they they don't have a clear mindset on what they need to do to get where they want to go. Because in reality, if weight loss was easy, everybody would be in shape. The problem is it really is not that difficult if you know what to do. And I'm working with people all the time that come to me and say, I didn't realize it was this easy. I just thought I had to be this extreme or that extreme. And no, it's a balance of everything. Your mindset, your training, your nutrition. You don't have to kill yourself, but you just have to do the right things. And 
have the right expectations for your results. And that's where your patience comes in because if you know that, hey, I'm going to get to this body in this amount of time with these checks and balances in between, then you'll be able to stay motivated, stay on the right path, and finally reach that goal. And once you get the body you want, it is much easier to keep it than it is to get it. So it's just a matter of getting there. And for most people that I've worked with, anywhere from four to eight months is what it takes. So yes, a six-week, eight-week, 12-week is a great start, but it's not going to give you your end-all, be-all body. It's not going to give you that one that you've wanted your whole life. That's going to take a little bit longer, but it's going to get you started on the right track. So your key to success is patience and planning. Of course, if you need help in that area of patience and planning, I'm here for you, and so are many other trainers that have helped their clients get where they want to be. You can check out my website, CoachKira.com, for options on training and getting your plan set and helping you get to where you want to be with the right mindset and the right expectations. And you might be able to just sit down and do it yourself, and you may need somebody to guide you a little more. Either way, it's definitely worth doing to sit there and plan and know your expectations as always thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode and i look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever if you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health nutrition and motivation visit fitnessmakeover.com allinoneworkout.com or coachkira.com 